We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor uh, Jolly John Lekomsky uh, coming to you uh, still, still up here in, in uh, Minnesota. No snow yet, though, Matt. How about you? <laughs> no snow yet either here, John. Uh, it's been in the 90s. Boy, we've had a warm uh, first you know, part of October here in St. Louis. But uh, today, as I record at least, it's cooling off. The uh, leaves are starting to change outside my window uh, here at Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis, where I serve as pastor. And and I don't think you even mentioned your name, Matt. <laughs> oh, Ma- Pastor Matt Youngblood, at least you're on, on uh, Resident of the Basics, Clark. Uh, so and, yeah, happy to And be yeah, thank you for mentioning too, that's right, this is Wrestling with the Basics. Uh, before we get started today, though, you know, a few months ago, we were we were debating the issue about who who who's the smartest men or women. I know that always gets argued about, and, and we were talking about the evidence in clothing, <laughs> the fact that that men's clothing are really really simple. You know, there, there's hardly no chance of us putting our pants on backwards because the zipper is right there in the front. You know, whereas right. with women, I, I don't know, I don't know how they know because the. The zipper's in the front, the zipper's in the back, the zipper's on the side. Sometimes there isn't a zipper, <laughs> you know. And so we were we were thinking, arguing that, well, maybe women are a little bit brighter because they can have more challenging clothes. They keep things simple for us men. But I have another bit of evidence, and, and I just need your opinion. I'm not sure whether what, what side this proves. But but my wife ordered some some athletic socks, you know, socks to wear when we go biking or play pickleball. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and the socks come, and they're labeled right and left. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know what to make out of that. Do you, does that prove that, that they're smarter than us, or does that prove that we're smarter? Do you have any thoughts, Matt? So are they are they women's socks? They are distinctly they, women's They are distinctly women's, women's uh, athletic socks. Well, that yes. is interesting. Oh, well, I, I guess, you know, the one thing we could say in their favor is, you know, it's assuming that women actually do know which which foot is their right and which foot is their left? You know, some guys I wonder about, John. I don't know. <laughs> well, that was my conclusion, too, that they figured, it, don't even bother to put it on the men's socks. They, they never figure it out anyway. And, and in fact, now it, it almost took me a half hour to put my socks on because I was worried that I wasn't putting them on the right feet. <laughs> so... All right. Yeah, if they're well, not anyway. labeled, if, if if they're not labeled, is it kind of a free for all? You can put on whatever foot you want, or or am I, I doing? Am I missing something? Well, no, but I I guess, but but see, that's what I'm thinking in the back of my mind, thinking, but maybe it isn't that way. <laughs> maybe they're actually supposed to be one for the right and one for the left, and we just I I don't know. I thought I'm not they were worry. interchangeable. But maybe not. <laughs> maybe maybe not. women are hearing this right now and laughing at us, John. Because oh, right. all along they knew that, no, there's only one sock for the right and one for the left. So, uh, well, anyway, I thought I'd share that that additional information to you. Um, <laughs> but I understand, you know, it, it's been interesting because what we've been doing in the church is we've just been reading from Matthew chapter by chapter. And we have this whole series of, of parables and and words that are spoken by Jesus Christ 
uh, in, in the last week of his life. I don't know if, if our listeners realize that if you're if you're going to a church that has the, the uh, three-year lectionary, everything from here now to the end are all things Jesus spoke those last few days before he he uh, uh, suffered and died on the cross. And, and you had a particularly interesting story that you wanted to share with us today, right, Matt? Yeah, thanks, John. Yeah, Matthew 21, you know, verse 23. Um, to kind of lead into it, though, a little story okay. about authority, okay? Because, yep. that, you know, as you said, Palm Sunday's happened. Jesus cleansed the temple. Uh, people are starting to question Jesus' authority. What give him the right to do this, right? So um, there... I, one of our favorite uh, commercials, John, in our house is one that's produced by Progressive Insurance, and it's the one where there's this um, Dr. Rick um, who is a, a life coach, and and what he does as a life coach is he works oh, yes. with his clients. I, he's I, trying I, to. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. You know right? where I'm going? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's working yeah. with these clients who are he's trying to retrain them because um, they are becoming just like their parents. <laughs> So he does his best to, to retrain them. So the the one episode, uh, they they take a field trip to the hardware store. So yeah. Dr. Rick is trying to teach these people that are becoming like their parents. And the one guy um, is is in the aisle, and he, he just starts talking to, to some stranger and says, you know, if you need a good grout brush, this is the one you want to buy. <laughs> and Dr. Rick has to swoop in and say, did he ask you for help? <laughs> the guy, of course, says no. And then the other commercial, there, it ends with this guy who is uh, helping someone back out of their parking space. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep, yep. And uh, Dr. Rick, I guess, will run over and, and, and has to remind the guy, you don't know them. <laughs> so uh, try to save them from becoming like their parents. Those are uh, amusing. And I, the reason I bring that up is because when we talk about this topic of authority, I think one of the reasons those commercials are amusing, and that one in particular, is because we see how silly it looks, uh, even ridiculous, when when a person acts without authority. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. You know, for instance, you know, if a contractor uh, is working on your home and they're they're talking to you about what grout brush to use <laughs> as a homeowner, well, that makes sense. They've got the authority to do that. Or you know, if you're a mom and or, or dad and you're helping your teenage kid back out of a parking space. You know, that makes sense. You've got the authority to do it. Uh, but when you when you don't have that authority, when you're just um, talking to complete strangers, for instance, like this commercial, well, then it, it, it looks kind of silly. It, it goes beyond authority. Um, so I, I think that's, that, that's important for us to recognize in, in this world, in our, in our God-given callings and vocations for us as, as human beings— um, we have authority. There's different authority that's been given to us by God, but that authority is is limited, right, John? It's not it's not absolute. No. Um, oh, yeah. it, you know, I, I think you know we see that um, you know on any number of occasions. You know, we think again of a parent, and a parent disciplines their children. They have the authority to do that, but you don't have the authority to to discipline other people's kids, right? You know, as right. much as you might want to sometimes. You don't have that authority. Or, you know, a teacher in the classroom, they have authority over their students, but they don't have authority over, you know, the kids in the school across town. I, I, you know, even the highest office of the land, the president of the United States, they've got a, a lot of authority when they're in office. But, you know, after their four-year term, you know, they their authority is gone. They don't have that authority anymore. Um, so we have authority, God-given authority, and yet we also realize, or at least we should realize, that that authority is is limited. 
Um, and and I, that's even true for us as pastors, but I, I might save that for a little later, John. But, okay. Um, but on. just to be thinking about that limited authority that we have. And, yeah. and the only thing I would say about that, Matt, is number one, of course, as an old guy, we resent those commercials because they're making fun <laughs> oh, no. of us. And, and, and honestly, I do know a lot about grout brushes. Come on, I'm 70 years old. <laughs> Sorry, John. I didn't take that into account. <laughs> What's well, so I, funny I about those commercials, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> and that, that's the problem. A lot of, and we do. We resent that when people assume authority that they have not really been given. And, of course, we need to be conscious of that as well. Yes. But, but what does that have to do with the story we're going to be talking about today? Is there a point to this? <laughs> yeah, thanks, <laughs> If we had John. our sound yeah. effects, I would have thanks. played that. Thanks for keeping me on track. a point. It makes it interesting for yeah. the listener. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. So, I, you know, I think well, the point is, at least part of the point at this point is, Jesus has authority too, right? And his yeah. authority is completely different. It's, it's different That's than That's for ours, sure. Yeah. You know. Um, so, yeah, just to, to, to get into the text, okay, uh, to set the scene, again, like you said, last week of Jesus' life, you know, there's already been Palm Sunday, people are shouting Hosanna, palm branches being waved, and then Jesus goes into Jerusalem, and one of the first things he does is he cleanses the temple, right? Um, the temple of all things, you know, this is where it's at. Um, this is, this is, this is it for the Jews, right? This is where the sacrifices are made, you know? Um, and he, he and, clears and up the money the, changers. This is the biggie. This is the biggie. This is this, the Passover celebration. Yeah, so yeah. not only is it the, the, the central place where all of it goes on, but this is probably one of the greatest festivals that they have is the Passover. Exactly, exactly. So I think you got to really realize that, you know, Jesus has caused quite a stir here in Jerusalem. And so the, the Jewish authorities, the chief priests, the elders of the people, you know, they've taken notice, um, you know, all that this that he's done. So they, they try to cause authority and a question. In fact, I think they're even set, trying to set a trap for Jesus um, when it comes to authority. So that's, that's what we hear in today's text. Uh, so if you want to read that, John, um, verses... Uh, 23 through, uh, well, let's see, um, I don't know, through, I, I guess through uh, 25 or so. Um, so this is, Jesus is teaching in the temple now, and this is when the Jewish authorities come and, and they have a discussion with him. Yeah, so so to put it in this perspective, it's like if, if I would come in and knock down your Christmas trees uh, at Christmas time. Oh, yeah, right. that that causes yeah. a stir. Yeah. What gives stir. you the right to knock down our, yeah, knock down our Christmas, Christmas trees? Oh, you know how much time we spent decorating those things? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that, that, yeah, the Advent but, wreath being knocked over. I mean, that, that, exactly. What gives you the right? And when he entered, that's Jesus, when he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came up to him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things and who okay, gave but, you? Yeah, and who gave you this authority? I'm sorry, yeah. John. So yeah, I, I, but yeah, just to stop there. So sure, um, you know, what? Who gave you this authority, Jesus? So he, Jesus is kind of between a rock and a hard place in some ways, right? Yeah. Because if he says that, well, you know, this is man-made authority. This is I'm just doing my own thing. Well, then they're going to say, well, that's no authority at all. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, yeah, but they'll if, arrest him at that point. Then he yeah. then he's he's done something illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, the the other option is well, this is the authority given by God. Well, that they might arrest him for that too, right? Sure. You know, now blasphemy. he's a blasphemer. Blasphemy. You know, yeah. they got well. God gave you the authority to clean things out of the temple. What are you talking about? This is the temple. Um, so really, I mean, it's like a no win type situation here, right? At least that's what it seems like. You, you know, it just occurred to me. 
because I hadn't thought of this before, but but you know what authority he actually did claim when he did it. Mm-hmm. it? It wasn't himself. It wasn't even God in a generic term. He said his father, right? Yeah. You've made yeah. my father's house a, a den of robbers, he said. Yeah. So so that's really an interesting, but but we don't get into that. But they're, they're yeah, he's actually calling it what he does. He does as the son of God. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah. And that's why context is so important, John. You know, we we yep. talk about that on wrestling basis all the time. But yeah, you, you won't realize that unless you read what was right before this. Yeah. You're exactly right. You know, my father's house, right? So Jesus answered them, I also will ask you one question. And if you tell me the answer, then I also will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, uh, from where did it come? From heaven or from man? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, John, oh, I'm Jesus— I'm sorry. I didn't finish the verse. <laughs> Are you satisfied with that, Matt? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and they discussed it among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from man, we are afraid of the crowd, for they all hold that John was a prophet. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I well, yeah, so I think Jesus you know, doesn't give him a straight answer, right? But he, yeah. he asks them a question. Let me ask you a question, right? Then I'll let you know. Um, you know, pretty shrewd of Jesus, because now they're just as trapped <laughs> as he was, uh, maybe even more so. Uh, because, you know, as they point out, you know, if we, they don't believe John's words at all, these Jewish authorities. Uh, but they say, yeah, if, if we say, well, if it's, uh, if it's from, from uh, God, well, why didn't you believe him, right? If we say it's from man, well, then the crowd's going to get upset and come after us, right? Because they did believe John. So they're, they're, in, uh, they're between a rock and a hard spot, too. And, and what's interesting is that he, he doesn't say, what, what did you think about John? But he says, what did you think about the baptism of John? Mm-hmm. And, and why that's so pointed is because they didn't go get baptized. And everyone knew that. See, that, that's what puts the pressure on. Yeah. Uh, because th- their actions have shown how they felt. So yeah. how are you going to explain that now? See, yeah. Yeah. And maybe some of the people in that crowd had been baptized by oh. John. I'm sure they you know, had. And if they had, boy, boy, yeah, of course you're going to take this personally. What are these yeah. guys going to say? Because they're talking about my baptism now, too. Yeah, good point. So, so you know, their answer, you know, um, kind of tickles me, John, because, you know, here's the authorities, right? These are, <laughs> these are the, the authorities there in Jerusalem, the elders the, the, of the people, right? Uh, how do these big shots answer this question that Jesus put before him about John the Baptist? So if you want to read verse 27. Yeah, and this always tickles me, too. So they answered Jesus, uh, duh, <laughs> we do not know. <laughs> <laughs> and he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, you know, and, and it's just what a stupid answer because it's like, well, why were you, you know, the crowd is, I'm sure, wondering, you know, why were you criticizing John then? And what, what's your problem here if you don't know? Um, and I think it just shows just their complete lack of authority, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they, they're unable to answer Jesus' question. They just, they really do not have true authority uh, at all. And, and, and Matt, now you just brought to my mind 
that that verse where you know Jesus would teach it, and the crowd would say, "He teaches with authority, not like our scribes." Yeah. <laughs> so that that's it. Right at the end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, we see that in Matthew's Gospel that you know Jesus preaches, teaches, and they they're just in amazement. You know the word that's used there. Yeah, because unlike their Jewish authorities, Jesus actually teaches with true authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I see. I think that's a great point, John, because. You know, Jesus doesn't give him a straight answer here. You know, he really no. doesn't about his authority. But, you know, if they had their eyes and ears open, <laughs> if they were, were seeing and hearing what Jesus was doing during his ministry, I mean, his authority, and even where it comes from, it's crystal clear, right? You know, the Sermon on the Mount, and you think of uh, the healing of the sick and the feeding of the 5,000 plus and the, the calming of storms and walking on water and raising the dead. I mean, this is authority and you can't deny it. You know, it wasn't just about Palm State. It wasn't just about clearing the temple where Jesus shows authority, but it's his, it's his whole ministry where he's demonstrating that authority again from his father again and again and again and again. Well, I'm, but I'm I just thinking particularly, you know, the casting out of demons. Yeah, yeah. Although, of course, they flip that, don't they? And they say, oh, well, yeah, that, you do that by the authority of Beelzebul himself. Yeah. Uh, Guess how else can you explain it? You know, you yep. can't deny there's some authority going on here. They can't cast demons out, so they flip it. They don't deny that he has authority. They just say his authority is from the devil, right? Yep. Rather than from God. Yeah, that's a good one. But Which, I think, of you course, know, Jesus, Jesus' answer to that is, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would the devil undo his own wickedness? And exactly. Come yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, it just doesn't make sense. not logical. Um, the, the biggest show of authority is yet to come, though, right? You know, yeah. uh, Jesus' oh, resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, and, and they even deny that, too, right, some of the Jewish leaders. But, oh, you know, oh, man, I'm sorry. I hate to keep interrupting, but, yeah, but everything ahead. you're saying is so true. Because, yeah, what do they do? They bribe people to say that the body was stolen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, you could look at all the, you could look at Matthew's gospel, and especially this last part, through the eyes of just authority, and the ways in which Jesus shows authority, and the ways in which the Jewish, you know, religious leaders try to try to destroy that authority, yeah. explain it away. You know, even Pontius Pilate, um, you know, uh, you, you know, he talks about authority, right? Don't you know that I have the authority to free you or to crucify you? And and what's Jesus' response? Well, you wouldn't have any authority if it wasn't given to you from above, right? Um, so, yeah, authority is really kind of a, a neat theme, I think, throughout the, the last part of Matthew. Uh, but again, you know, the, the resurrection itself, you know, that Jesus has the authority to even raise himself from the dead, uh, if, you know, following his death on that Easter Sunday, you know, the empty tomb, uh, Jesus, boy, he has authority over death, over the grave, and that's that's just incredible. He is he is God. He is the Son of God. Um, he has the authority. And and man, it occurs to me the reason why Jesus doesn't say that here, because because you're thinking, well, why don't you just tell him? Tell him you're the Son of God. Yeah. Because they they don't really they, excuse my French. They don't really give a damn. They, yeah. they don't. They're, they're looking for a reason to accuse him. They don't yeah. really care about what authority he's doing by it. Because otherwise, like you said, how could they not? How could they not yeah. acknowledge uh, that he was from God? Yeah. Well, they're already seeking to kill him. I mean, and that's clear. You know, even after, especially after Lazarus was raised from the dead, they're seeking to kill yeah. Jesus and even Lazarus, too. Um, you know, and, and that's how the idea of Jesus showing his authority, raising a guy four days dead. Well, let's, let's kill him. Let's get rid of him. Right. Yeah, uh, isn't that something? So, so here's the proof. Here's the evidence. Here's the answer to your question. Well, let's just destroy that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, it, it's clear these these guys are 
you know, they're dumb, you know, they're just, you know, they're just, they're just, they're just, they have this tunnel vision of just wanting to destroy Jesus and, and just ruin any credibility. So, you know, we, we hear that, John, and, you know, we kind of boo and hiss at the, the Jewish religious authorities, uh-huh. yeah. uh, but then we, we examine ourselves too, right? And, and oh, we realize— Don, are you going to start applying this to us? I'm sorry, John. You knew it was coming. I, yeah. You would have done the same thing. I know you would have. <laughs> um, but, yeah, what, you know, do we sometimes doubt Jesus' authority, right? Mm. You know, I mean, we, we look at the self-righteousness and the pride uh, of the Jewish religious leaders here uh, questioning the Son of God. What, what, you know, boy, get these guys. But then, you know, do we, out of pride and self-righteousness, sometimes question what Jesus says, too? And it kind of, you know, pick, pick, pick your topic, right? You know, what, what God's Word, you know, what Jesus says about things like marriage and things like money and things like the priorities in life and loving our neighbor no matter who they are. And the list goes on and on. And we find all sorts of ways to, to get around those things or maybe to disagree or maybe just plain disobey those things. And, you know, in a very real way, we're questioning Jesus' authority uh, when it comes to all sorts of things in this life. Um, it, and I think that's, you know, that's important for us to recognize, too. You know, you know where I question his authority? Yeah, where, John? About that, that business where he says everything is going to work together for my good. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. just, I constantly have doubts and fears. Yeah. I'm and see, there's, that, there's a, that ain't going to be that way, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, I mean, we, you know, we kind of question his authority when it comes to the law, right? Yeah. Um, you know, oh boy, I don't want to live my life the way God wants me to. But then that's even a gospel promise, you know, that, that all things work for good. And sometimes we even question that authority, the gospel, you know. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a good point, John. Yeah. Um, so is there an you know, then, and then that gets, Go ahead. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah, that gets me thinking, too, then about, you know, us as, you know, as pastors, you know, um, I think sometimes, uh, you know, I feel people uh, asking the question, uh, well, what gives pastor the authority that he has? What gives him the authority to get up in the pulpit and preach for 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it is? <laughs> You know, what gives pastor you, the right to do that? You've exceeded your authority there with a the 30 minutes. Yeah, I know, you're pushing you. it. You're pushing yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know and, and when you think about it, um, pastors, like other vocations, like I mentioned before, like parents and teachers, even presidents, have a limited authority. Our authority is limited. You know, I, I hope that, you know, I hope that, that people do recognize the pastor's authority, and there is authority there, right? Um, you know, people should respect their pastors, even obey what their pastor says, right? But also to realize that the pastor's authority is limited to the Word of God. You know, that's what our authority is limited to, is what God's Word says. And so, yeah, to, to, to respect your pastor, obey your pastor, even listen to the guy, but as long as the pastor's proclaiming the Word of God. Um, because, if a pastor strays from that, if a pastor goes beyond God's word, contradicts God's word even, well, then it's the duty of a Christian to do just the opposite, to not obey their pastor or respect what he has to say because they want to remain faithful to Jesus, right? And if a pastor's contradicting the word, boy, that authority's out the window because that authority is only from the word. And yeah, you know, don't listen to that. Instead, no, remain faithful to Jesus. So I think another way to put it, you know, as pastors, um, I have authority to say, as pastors, we have authority to say what Jesus says, and really nothing more, uh, but also nothing less. 
Um, that that's where the authority comes from. So, any thoughts on that, John? Well, yeah, because now you're talking about what we do have authority to say as pastors, and it's actually pretty profound, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that, and you know, again, you know, the authority to say things like. I forgive you your sins in the name of the Ab- Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what I was right? thinking. Absolutely. Um, and, and how beautiful that is. And, you know, for our, you know, that God gives us that authority, right? That's in the Word, you know. Uh, you know, uh, to, to forgive the sins of those who are repentant, right? And, you know, that's a beautiful thing. And, and I hope that our listeners don't doubt that authority because if so, you're missing out. And again, that authority is not for the pastor, but, you know, himself. But the authority from from the word, from God's word, and Jesus Jesus command. Well, yeah. and also the authority then we have when we speak the words of the Lord's Supper too. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and their their communion. You know, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you know, and, and human eyes all we see is there's a pastor wearing a robe splashing water on someone, and <laughs> and yet, boy, with with those words come authority. The very words that Jesus gives us to speak when someone is baptized and, and placing God's name on them. So, so you know, there is authority there, but again, just insofar as, as God's word, you know, is, is giving that authority. Um, yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, there's times, sadly, when we see that authority go haywire, hmm. um, you yeah. know, there's been, there's been times, and uh, I might have used this example before on Rest of the Basics, but uh, I was listening to a podcast about uh, the rise and fall of Mars Hill, uh, Christianity Today produced it. It's kind of an interesting listen. Uh, but it's about this this Christian megachurch founded by one guy, really, you know, one main guy at least, and uh, started his own Bible study. It sprung into 15 different locations, four different states. Uh, thousands of people would hear sermons online or in person each week. But there was no accountability for the pastor. And, you know, that's that's trouble. Um, and then he began to drift away from God's word, uh, began to just preach more on kind of his own opinions you know, that are subjective instead of the objective truth of God's word that doesn't change. And, you know, that he lost all authority. And, you know, it, it turned into bullying people in the congregation and you know, abuse when it came to, to finances. And, you know, after just 20 years, this church just sort of imploded. <laughs> it, it dissolved. And, you know, it's sad to see that. But again, it's just an example of going beyond that, that God-given authority, the authority of God's Word. But I, I think, you know, as our, as our time kind of, uh, you know, winds up here, John, I think, you know, maybe where to end up on this discussion with authority then in Matthew's Gospel is, is the very end, right? Matthew 28. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because Jesus is different. Uh, unlike people with limited authority, whether it's parents, teachers, presidents, or pastors— uh, Jesus' authority, unlimited. Well, how does he say it? All authority, right? All authority oh, yeah. in heaven Good and on point, earth Matt. has been given to me. And, you know, that authority given to Jesus by the Father. And at Christ's return, yeah, with we'll see, we'll hear his authority. All people will. Uh, all authority, boundless authority in Jesus Christ. Any final thoughts, John? Well, just just that, that that's the great thing you said earlier, that he has given us the authority not to bully people, but the authority to tell people that God loves them, that their sins are forgiven, uh, that eternal life is what God wants them to have and what Jesus has earned for them. And, of course, that's the authority we have in wrestling with the basics. Uh, we don't think of ourselves as authoritarians, but we are when it comes to announcing 
uh, God's love and God's forgiveness. This has been Wrestling with the Basics. <laughs>